Hello, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. And what are we going to do? We will rejoice and be glad in it. Greetings, everyone. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. And we are just so happy that you have joined our worship. Now, we're going to gather around and prepare our, our mind, our souls, our body, our spirits to hear a word from the Lord. Don't you get your Bible? And I want us to begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The words will appear, so let us join in with our minister of music, Sister Hokar, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. And we're going to sing praises to the Lord our God because when praises go up, what happens? Blessings come down. scripture lesson for today. Let us go to the New Testament gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 13 verses 1 through 13. Mark chapter 13 verses 1 through 13. And listen now for the word of the Lord. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings? Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another and will be thrown down. And when he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? And then Jesus began to say to them, Jesus said, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. 
when you hear wars and rumors of war, don't be alarmed. This must take place. But the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of birth pains. And as for yourselves, beware. For they will hand you over to councils and you'll be beaten in synagogues and you'll stand before governors and kings because of me. Because you made testimony to them about me. And the good news must first be proclaimed, preached to all nations. And when they bring you to trial and hand you over, don't worry beforehand about what you are to say. But say whatever is given you at that time. For it's not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father, his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now would you pray with and for me. Oh Lord our God. Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the great I am that I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, we bow down before you. We worship and adore you. And oh Lord, as I come, please, Holy Spirit, allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. And let us all say, Amen. The sermon topic for today is Everything Must Change. Our scripture lesson this morning, or uh, today, deals with change. Nothing is as permanent as change. Nothing is as constant as change. Change is just natural to existence and common to creation. Everything is in a state of change. I, you know, I've lived long enough to witness many changes. Changes throughout the world, changes in the country, changes in laws, changes in culture, changes in the atmosphere. I have had all the shots throughout the years, shot to prevent measles, mumps, tuberculosis, polio, and now the coronavirus. All in response to something changing. And the latest change, this worldwide pandemic change, came suddenly. Suddenly a disease put the whole world on lockdown. Oh, we haven't seen anything like it. We were changed and we still are changed in an instant. Therefore, clearly we live in a world of change. Sometimes the changes are good and other times they are frightening and disruptive in a world like this. You know what? We need to hear what Jesus has to say to us about change, especially when change is as frightening and disruptive as we have witnessed. And so, my beloved, the thing you and I learn from what Jesus said and 
is that change is unavoidable. Change is unavoidable because everything changes. But even though everything changes, God himself declares the Lord God does not change. Well, that means that God's nature, God's character never changes. But God and time can change things and circumstances, situations, and the people. Change is a component of time. Time produces change. There's time for everything and every season, every activity under heaven. Can I get an amen? So Jesus asked the question, do you see these great buildings? And then he said, there will be left here no stone upon another. There will, there will not be thrown down. That's what Jesus said about the building, including the temple or church. After one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what wonderful stones, what wonderful buildings. Jesus responded, look, son, everything you see here is someday going to be torn down to the ground. So Jesus was not only predicting there was going to be a change, but he was also predicting calamity. Because change, as I've said, can either be a smooth transition or a disastrous event. Change can either be a quiet development or a violent revolution. Either way, there will always be changes in our life and time. And so, my dearly beloved, we need to hear over and over again what Jesus is saying to us today so that we will learn how to prepare for change in our lives. Look, when we look at typical human response today, it's clear now, it's clear that generally people are not comfortable with change. As a matter of fact, there are in human society three typical responses to change. The first is to stop it. The second is to slow it down. And the third is to reverse it or undo it. So people typically don't like change. And if you don't believe it all, you don't believe what I'm saying, all you have to do is go to the drugstore and walk by the cosmetics section. Somebody needs to say amen. The next time you're in Walgreens or CVS or, or Walmart, stop by the cosmetics section. Stop by the skincare section. Stop by the hair care section and look at all the products that are dedicated to stopping change. Oh, just browse around. You'll find anti-aging creams that promise to take out our wrinkles. You'll find all sorts of hair dyes and rinses to take out our gray. Because if we can stop it, if we can slow it down, if we can't cover it up, then we'll cut it off. We just don't like change. We'll ignore it. We will ignore it by calling old young. You know, people will say, she is 78 years young. I just, that bothers me. Because what's wrong with being 78 years old? Old, baby, is gold. Old is wisdom. Reaching out. Reaching out. That age is a blessing. Elders are supposed to be respected. I've been young, been there, done that. And now I'm changing more for the better every day. I'm old and I'm healthy. I'm still working and smarter than I ever been. 
closer to the Lord than I've ever been. And I'm keeping up with the changes as best I can and enjoying this new ride. Oh, loving the young people around me who look to me for guidance and wisdom. Glory to God. Change is unavoidable. Get on board. Get on board. Everything must change. And our lesson today is Jesus came out of the temple. We read that his disciples said to him, Lord, teach him what large stones and what large buildings. And then Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? <laughs> Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. And Jesus was right as always. Because years later, the whole area, all the buildings were demolished in war. Oh, in other words, listen. Don't get all excited about material or physical things. We just obsessed with that. Our body, our houses, our cars, our present way of doing things. Don't get all caught up because material and physical things just don't stay the same. And neither do they last forever. Oh, oh we all deserve good food and good shelter and safety and love. Nothing wrong with having good things. Oh, but when we put our love and total attention into tangible things, none of them are, are lasting. And then they become things we worship. And the eternal truth is this. The unchanging truth is this. God alone is to be worshipped. Because only God's nature and God's character is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I get amen? Amen. But there was something else that Jesus said to his disciples as they faced unavoidable change and calamity. And, and this is our second point. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is available. Oh, my Lord, I love the Holy Spirit. When we find ourselves going through painful, surprising, damaging, never thought of changes, the Holy Spirit is there. The Bible says uh, there will be false Christ leading people astray. There will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes and famines. Even the disciples themselves will be delivered up to the authorities. They'll be beaten. Some will be killed. They'll be put on trial. How tragic. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But then, however, in the midst of all of this mess, Jesus says, don't be anxious about what you're going to say. Say whatever is given to you because it's not you who is speaking, but the Holy Spirit. In the midst of all of this calamity, Jesus lets his disciples know that the Holy Spirit is available to sustain them and support them and even speak for them. It's a Pentecost time. The Holy Spirit is the almighty power of God at work in us. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. We spend too much time in our minds and in our bodies. We need the power of the Holy Spirit connected to the Spirit that is within us. What we need to understand today, Ruth, is that the Holy Spirit is still available to sustain us and support us and comfort us and speak 
songs today in this prison. Live for today. That's why when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we ought to react differently to change than somebody else might have. Oh, it's not that we're better than anybody else, no. It's just that we have a different source of security. We have a different source of stability. We have a different source of support. We have the Holy Spirit within us. We can go anywhere and endure anything plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. I see it, I see it, I see it. We can go through anything when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of the living God. On us today. Oh, amen, amen. Well, it means something to live filled with all this. It means something. Things may be shifting and changing around us. There may be turbulence and storm all around us. There, There may be instability and turmoil all all around us, but it doesn't matter because we are sustained on the wings of the Holy Spirit. We are inhaling the cleansing breath of the Holy Spirit. We are being still and meditating on the promise in the Word of God, the promise of the Holy Spirit. We have a Holy Ghost undergirding. We are different from so many people. How can we still smile while we're going through the mess we find ourselves in? Why didn't that situation kill you or me? It would have killed somebody else. How is it that we just keep on keeping on? Who makes us not give up? Who, who causes us to love our enemy? How in the world can we just get right up from there and when there's nobody around willing to help us get up? What is it? Who is it? What? Is it about you and me? What is it? Oh, it is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit living in our spirit. Amen. Beloved, look at the text again. Look at the text again. Here we find Jesus saying things like, Brother will deliver a brother to death. Fathers will rise against their children, and children will rise against their parents. Jesus even says, You will be hated. We'll be hated. Those are Christians. Just because we call his name. And then he says, listen, listen, but, but the person who endures to the end will be saved. Glory to Oh, child of God, if we can endure, we'll be saved. We'll be rescued. It's not all about how smart we are. It's not about how rich we are. It's not about how well pedigreed we are. It's not about how popular we are. It's all about whether or not we can endure. Can we walk through the valley? Can we keep our head up and our shoulders back? Can we get out of the bed no matter what? Can we stop complaining? Can we wait until our change comes? Can we hold out? Can we fight the good fight? Can we keep our integrity? Can we laugh anyhow? Can we try hard? Can we stand? Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Oh, yeah, we can, child of God. Yeah, we can. Because we have received the power of the Holy Spirit. Tell somebody, I'm the, I, I have the Holy Ghost advantage. I'm just saying. 
Child of God, I know that life will sometimes appear to be falling apart into a million broken pieces. I know that dreams will sometimes collapse like a house caving in upon itself. I know that hopes can be blown apart like a flower in a windstorm. Take it from me. I've been there. Uh, but I also know that I know that the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells inside of me and you is able to repair a broken life. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? The Holy Spirit is able to heal a shattered dream. The Holy Spirit is able to raise a downtrodden spirit. The Holy Spirit is able to make good come out of bad or to make hope come out of despair. He's able to make and come out of ashes. Oh God, the Holy Spirit is both willing and he's able he has all power in his hands. Oh, remember these words Jesus said. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We need to stop bragging about our suffering. Remember, the Holy Spirit anointing destroys the yokes. Remember, all things are working together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Remember now, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, my dearly beloved. Oh, the greatest change that we can experience is the new life we're given when we receive Jesus the Christ into our life. The most amazing experience we will ever have it's when we acknowledge and invite the Holy Spirit to connect with the spirit that is within us. Remember, now we are spiritual beings housed in our body. When we experience the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, all we can say is something, something happened. Uh, you know, it's a transrational, it's an experience. Something happened, no words to explain it. And now I know, now I know. I know a change has come over me. The songwriter says it like this. Change me. Oh God. Make me more like you. Oh, change me. Oh God, wash me. Through and through, creating me a, a clean heart so that I may worship you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what change has come over me.
Oh, beloved child of God, I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you. And so I now open the doors of the church and I invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. We are busy still recruiting disciples for Jesus Christ. If you want to join us, we'd love to have you. Just go to our website and follow the instructions and we will get back to you. But before we leave this worship, this is the first Sunday of the month, and it is our tradition this first Sunday to give honor and glory to the work of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. You may have your service of home communion sheets with you, and so if you do, we invite you to pick them up now with your communion kits that have been consecrated by me. And so let us begin with our greetings. The peace of the Lord be always with you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And let us pray together as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all that is evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory. You are our power. All gone everywhere present. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We invite you now to spiritually unite with all the members of the Corner First United Methodist Church and their friends and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread, blessed it, Then he took the cup, representing his blood, lifted it to the Father and blessed. And now, taking the book, this is the body of Jesus Christ, the bread of life, broken for you and for me. This is the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation shed for you and for me. And now let us pray. We thank you, O oh God, that through your word and this holy communion you have given us your Son, who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our gratitude to you. 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now receive the benediction and now may the love of God, may the love of Jesus Christ, Son, died for our sins. May the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and abide in each and every one of us. Jesus Come on.